What's up, happy lifers? Thanks for joining us today. I hope you had a fantastic week. You are road tripping with me today, and so I have my little portable studio set up because we have a special guest that I want you guys to meet. You're going to enjoy this podcast because you're going to enjoy Alyssa. I don't know many people who don't. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. Alyssa, welcome to Happy Life Studios. Hey, thanks for having me, Steve-O. It's so cool to have you, Alyssa. Um, Alyssa is a longtime Happy Lifer. Um, Alyssa, you have a fantastic message. You're, you're, there's a part about you that's contagious. I probably shouldn't say that in the day of coronavirus, but there's a party that's very contagious. I'm, I'm glad that you've been a Happy Lifer all these years, but I'm more glad, more happy that you've been a friend. How long have we known each other? Oh, yeah, we go back. <laughs> like nine years, 10 years, eight years. I'm not very good oh. with numbers. But you know, when you're talking about years, I probably wouldn't be able to pinpoint exactly, but I would say you're about right with 10 years. Okay. About that, maybe even 11. Didn't we meet at a retreat a long time ago? We did. Yes. You remember right. Uh, we are at Harvest Time Church right now, and I was a youth leader for the first year. So, yeah, that would be about 11 years ago because I got out of high school, okay. and immediately was a youth leader because, of course, you know, I'm used to the youth area. And we went to a thing called Winter Retreat, which is, uh, it was at Camp Wilderness or something. It was in Wisconsin somewhere, yeah. right? It was in Wisconsin. Had a not lot too of snow. Far. Lots of snow. And was it just, it was a whole bunch of churches involved. Is that right? It was multiple churches sharing the same area. I don't know if we shared the same That's right. service we at didn't. that point. Right. But we all shared the campground, but then we, they each had their own little thing that they did yeah. for their gatherings or their services or whatever they did. And I, and I got to speak at it. Yeah, you did. That was the first time I met you. Wow. And you yeah. survived? <laughs> Barely. <What>? <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Um, well, because I, I mean, I was so, I was just kind of blooming into this new life of being an adult. And uh, so that was my first year being a, being a leader. And I was very much being spoken into as much as the kids, in my opinion. I, I look back at that, especially meeting you there. And um, yeah, I was like head of a room for some girls in a cab- cabin, which, you know, they had their own clique. So I was just, I was there, my, my, fu- to be at that time, future husband, then maybe we were even dating. I don't even know if we were dating then, um, was a le- leader for the boys. So we were you just, you were dating then, if I remember correctly, you, you guys were dating then. Yep. I know he, Adam. he liked me a little while for, yeah. before I dated him. Oh yeah. And <laughs> you no. knew that too, didn't, then too, didn't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Girls was, always know. We always they know. know. The guys we try to act like, you yeah. know, but you guys know. Yes. So anyway, you were both there. Yes, he was we were. a leader as well, too, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, he okay. was a leader, and um, you were there for the weekend as the speaker. Uh, it was really great. You were teaching on how to hear from God, and and it in a very uh, real, a very real way. So it's it was actually going into your head and uh, well, inviting God into into your room, into your like your area, but also learning to hear from Him with pictures. And with maybe like, okay. you know, visuals basically, and never had done that in my life before. Never have I ever. 
And was that weird for you? It was weird. Yeah. Like, Cause you started way? telling me stories about people saw, I think one was about a Barbie and you're like, how could this be part of part of your life? So I'm seeing a Barbie and you're like, actually it did matter. Cause I, I, this thing happened and the Barbie was integrated this way. So thanks for speaking that. And you were affirming all these kids visions and you were letting them, we were all sitting in a quiet room. And I think you were sitting on a chair. We were all around you on the floor. Um, this might be a glorified memory, but that's how it felt. I think we were just very quiet. And <laughs> that's then, good because I normally don't get glorified memories about me. They're usually what would be a non-glorified memory nightmare, maybe. But I'm glad it was a good memory. It was for great. You. It was so I I grew so, so much. We're, so we're sitting there. We're all sitting around a circle. See, I don't remember any of this stuff. I mean, I remember well, when I when I hang out with my college friends, you know, from back in the day, and they'll be like, "Remember when we did this?" and if, if it's happened once, it's happened dozens of times. I'll be like, oh, that was hilarious. We did that. Who did that? And they were like, they look at me like we did. And I'm going, oh man, that was hilarious. And they look at me like, Steve, it was your idea. I don't, yeah. I don't remember any of that stuff. So uh, this is almost like hearing it again for the first time for me. Cause I, 11 years ago, man, I can yeah. rem- hardly remember 11 minutes ago. Um, so yeah, keep going. I well, didn't mean to cut you off, but no, and you've been, you've been speaking so many places. You spoke at this event specifically probably a few times anyway. Yeah. So I, I don't blame you, but. Um, I did see something and I told you and you affirmed it in me. You said this connects to my life because of this. That was the first time that I um, saw a visual uh, from God. And ever since then, it's been a way that I do hear and, and see and feel from God. He's He sends me things visually when I'm you know meditating on him or praying to him. Um, but that, so in case the other happy lifers don't necessarily understand sure. what we're talking about, where I mean, I'm tracking with you, but I want to make sure that so we were in a, a setting where... We sat down and we, correct me if I'm wrong, but we said, God, what do you think about me? Or what do you think about my situation? And then we look around the room and see if something sticks out to us. Or we close our eyes and see if something, a feeling, an image, a movie scene or something like that sticks out to us. And then we begin to talk about that and find out that that, I mean, is is that kind of, it was all trying to allow God to show us how he felt about us. So this is, this is, yeah, you're exactly right. But this is how I remember you having it because you're right. You, you see people, it's easy to see God as this very reverent, which he is, but very far, far away right. entity when really Old you, you go to movies with him and you've had a snowball fight with him <laughs> and you were teaching us that he isn't that far. He's right. He's a friend. You mm-hmm. go to, yeah, like you go to movies with him. You're, he's right there. He is a friend. And was that hard up, for you to listen to? Was that hard to accept? Was that weird for you to hear no, that God I wanted to be your friend? It. Did you? I loved it. Yeah. And it actually meant a lot to Adam. I mean, by the end of that whole thing, he was crying, if I remember right, too. It, mm. it spoke a lot to us individually, but then also as we grew together and got married, it was, it, it helped us even as a married couple. Really? Yeah. It was it was good. I mean, I could say Adam's a very, very... uh Dedicated happy lifer. I, I think that retreat was really big for him too, wasn't it? I think it he's was. told me that before. So yeah, because that's where he met you too, and ever since then he had been following you. And I remember when he said Stevo has a podcast, and we started listening to you every week, and yeah. that's where it began. You Which know? is cool for me because when I'm in the moment, it's just a regular moment for me, mm-hmm. you know. And then to hear eleven years later, to everything you're saying right now is just really making me happy inside. I mean, it's really. I'm just grinning like crazy inside as well as on the outside. But a few years later after that, you came up and said, here's what happened at the retreat. And to me, it was just a, a normal thing. I didn't realize the difference it was making in in your life or anybody else. Like like the little things that we do in life, we don't always see the results of them. But I'm lucky enough to have people come up and say, hey, when you're at this thing or you did this thing, this is what it did to me. And 
And when I was just going through it, just a normal moment. But then when you when you come back, you realize that was more than a normal moment. And I think a lot of times, happy life or the way we live our life, we just think it's a normal moment, but we don't realize the type of influence that our good attitudes or negative attitudes can have yeah. on people or the words or the actions that we do. Yeah, that's totally right. And do you remember when I think the next year I came to you and I had written that story out about the snowball fight? Yes, that's right. Because I shared a story that? about one of the students at one of the retreats I did had a snowball fight with God. And it is a hilarious story. I probably talked about it on the podcast. I don't remember. I've done so many podcasts now, but I shared that. And then you actually went and wrote uh, yes. like a short story on that or something, right? I did. I w- I'm a creative writing graduate from okay. UW Eau Claire. And so we had to write stories every week, whether it was one page, two pages, even longer for like the final stuff. But we would have to read each other's. And I wrote that so my whole class could read it. <laughs> wow. The story of a guy having a snowball fight yeah. with God, which maybe- blows a lot of people's minds away. But I'm telling you, that's who he is. Just because no one talks about it doesn't mean God can't. He has a in- sense of humor. He does. Yes. <laughs> I mean, where do you think we got it? The Bible says that he made us in his image. You know, he's a funny guy. He's a fun guy. He's a serious guy, but he's also a fun guy. And just because you don't hear a lot of people talking about God in that realm doesn't mean he's not that. I mean, he is so much bigger than we make him out to be. And a, a, a pet peeve I have, and that, that's one thing I kind of fight against with Happy Life Studios, is that we put God in this box. We say, here's what God has to look like, and here's what a follower of God has to look like and has to act like. And I'm like, who makes up those rules? Who says that? You know, I mean, God loves us, and he's fun, and he likes to goof around with us. He likes to have a snowball fight with us, and he, he likes to go to movies with us. So I think God likes to be included in our everyday world, but we tend to separate him and say, I'll think about you when I go to church. I'll think about you at my quiet time or when I when I read the Bible in the morning or when I go to some conference or somewhere. But God, I don't want to bother you with the rest of my life. And that would be like, how would you feel if your kid came up to you and said, hey, I don't I don't want to bother you. I mean, I want my kid to bother me about, but he doesn't want to. He's a teenager, right? All my boys are, they, you know, what do they care? Dad doesn't care, but I do care because they're my children. And I think God cares about our everyday things that we do. And he wants to be involved in them. He already is because he sees us. He's everywhere all the time. So everything we do is in him, through him, with him, the Bible says, right? But there's something on a different level and we acknowledge the fact. You know, the Bible says, in all your ways, acknowledge God, and then he'll direct you. And when we acknowledge him that he's with us, when we're having a snowball fight, when we're having whatever, I just think it's a whole nother level. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, you saying that whole thing brought back memories of that 11 years ago. Wow. Because, <laughs> I mean, that was your point to that message. I mean, maybe you, you know, you've changed a little bit of the stuff, but it, the, the heart is the same. And that's what I remember you talking about going to a movie and people would say, what's that guy doing by himself? And you're like, I'm having, I'm sharing my popcorn with Jesus, you know, yeah. and, and you're singing with Jesus in your car. And it did make an impact because you see, you, I feel personally that when I hear, generally when I hear people speak, they're, um, there's a lot of the same messages, you know, and, and it's not bad. It's biblical. There's a lot of biblical messages that need to be shared. But when you're talking about forgiveness and I'm like, I, I know this. And you were talking about, well, relationship with God, but relationship with God, like be, be a friend to him. And he, he's a friend to you. And he, that's love, you know, that personal connection you have with him. And I loved that. That's what I learned 11 years ago. I'm sitting here at a, you know, I've grown up in the church and yeah, you can have a relationship with Christ, as they say, but what does it mean to have a relationship with God? You know, and it's crazy because I've, he- I've heard that from so over the years. I've heard that so many times. What I hear is, man, I've grown up in church my whole life 
And I've never knew that. I didn't know that. I've never heard that before. I had one guy at one church I went to, 70-something years old. He says, I've been going to church my whole life. He says, and I've always felt these things, but no one has ever talked about them until you showed up. And to me, it's not some deep secret that I'm talking about. To me, it's as simple as, I mean, it's like right there. I don't know how we miss it, honestly. And maybe some people say, well, we haven't missed it. But the very fact that every time I go somewhere to speak, I hear that, you know, just about every time. Man, I grew up in church and I didn't, you know, what's different about you, though, is that it wasn't weird to you. You just embraced it right away. That's something that I that I loved about you because you you were ready to jump on that wagon the moment it came by. I mean, it, I didn't care how fast it was coming. You were going to jump on that. A lot of people, they have to process it a while, minutes, days, hours, months, years, sometimes to process it. But you you were in on it, this whole God wants to be our friend thing right away. Oh, I was on that train. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. And I, and I think about in the Old Testament, how almost where that could have stemmed from, they talk about that, the the tabernacle and, and only the priests could get to you know, get to yeah, only a few people could get in God's yeah, presence, but that's and, not the way it is anymore. Yeah. And that's, what's cool about it. Because that, that temple, that area that the called the Holy of Holies, that God would, a priest would go in there like once a year and take all the sins of the people in there. And he could feel God, God's presence was in that room. You know, when Jesus died, that, that big three foot thick curtain that was separating that room from mankind was ripped. And it wasn't ripped from bottom to top. Like man did it. It was ripped from top to bottom like God did it. He's like, I'm open. The room is open. We are now open for business. But what happened was that room was closed. It was closed to the public, right? You could order out, you know, the priest would come out and say, here's what God says. So it was like ordering out. But when God ripped that curtain from top to bottom, he opened himself. He says, anyone can come. Now that's when Jesus died, the son of God died so that anyone it's open for business now. We no longer have to drive through order with God. We can actually go into his restaurant, go into him, go into life and experience what he wants. And that's why he says stuff like, you know, he relates to being a friend so that we can go, wait a minute, if I'm a friend with you, then God says he wants to be my friend. He wants us to correlate those two together. Yeah. And he'll be sitting at that table with you. (laughs) Yeah, he will. In fact, he's sitting somewhere right now waiting for us to acknowledge him and say, hey, come here. Uh, he says, come to me all you are tired and I'll give you rest. And there's, you know, if there's so many people right now that are so tired, I'm one of them, right? Uh, this, this isn't easy what we're going through right now, but God is sitting at a table somewhere waiting for us to acknowledge him. Psalms 46, I talked about it last week at a place that I spoke at, but it says that God is an ever present help in times of trouble. God is always wanting to help. And he's sitting, I like that image you said, he's sitting at a table And he's waiting for us to come sit down next to him and say, I need help. I'm really scared. I'm really angry. I'm about to, I'm about to lose it. I need help. And that's kind of what we talked about at that retreat 11 years ago. And you've been, you've been living it ever since. I sure try, (laughs) but yeah, it's definitely, it's been an experience. So what would you say to Alyssa pre- retreat 11 years ago when you found out that God wanted to be this intimate God that wants to laugh with us and have fun with us and cry with us and wants to help us. What would the Alyssa now say to that other Alyssa that didn't really know that grew up in church, but didn't know that? I would probably say that God's not only in the Bible, that he's everywhere. And um, he uses different means to communicate with us than just like coming here on Sunday or coming here on Wednesday and uh, that he communicates. Actually, I learned this from the a way, good way to say this through you, but he's, he's in examples all over the world, like how hard this table is, the pattern of the wood. And you can use that 
um, as a way he's communicating with us because his character is in everything we see because he made everything we see. Um, so I would tell myself to always just be looking for him in things and internalize that as how he would want to say stuff to us. Wow. So see God in everything and see, yeah, you're talking about the texture of a table going, you know, God can use that to communicate to you in, in some way. Right. Absolutely. Actually, I saw a post. I don't even remember where it was. It might have actually been TikTok, but somebody had cut down a tree and they were showing the rings of the tree uh-huh. and they were explaining them. They said, OK, so this tree is about 300 years old because they counted the rings and they, they figured it in. But they said, see how this this ring here is thicker. It was a harder winter. This year, there looks to be like a little fadedness. There must have been a fungus that grew that year. And you can see it all the way throughout its life. What happened in those years? And I feel like God works that way too. He, he, I mean, he can be explained through the little details of of time that's been captured, but or captured, but also just in the details of objects and the details of uh, what you see, even post the fact. Because mm-hmm. his uh, teachings are everywhere. That's how Jesus worked too. Like you were saying, Jesus would use parables, but he wouldn't say, you know, the you know, parables were just simply that was a word back then yeah. for stories. He would he was a storyteller. But he would look around. Yeah, what he saw around him. And you yeah. say, oh, God is like that thing I'm looking at right now. Exactly. You know, what I'm trying to tell you guys is like the thing right across the street. Take a look at this thing that's going on right now. That's, I mean, and that's what happens to me in movies. That's how, one yes. way that God communicates to and me. And music with you. And music with you. You're right, a lot. Yep. And you're right. When, so when you say God isn't just in the Bible, it means don't just limit him to just Bible verses. God wants to speak to us, not just through the Bible, but he wants to speak to us in our life, in our situations, even in scary times like we're in right now. What would you say to any happy lifers out there about the way that you experience God? That God's all around us, that those parables were stories, but he was using things he saw. Yeah. And then I realized that, I I mean, before that, I would even use, I was looking at the colors. It was a really beautiful day. And I was just looking at the colors and how vibrant the green was. And how the water reflected the sky and it was blue and he didn't have to make how vibrant those colors were. He didn't, but there was a reason. And that's why he's saying, I want you to acknowledge me in everything that you do because I want to help. That's what God is saying. He wants to help us. But if we want to acknowledge him, we don't ask for help. His help doesn't really go anywhere. You know, he, he wants to be included in our life. So 11 years later, fast forward 11 years, or is that backwards? I can't tell if I did. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So now fast forward 11 years, now you're working at a church in Eau Claire, right? And your your role is the secretary. Yeah, I'm an office administrator. I'm the secretary. Um, and what's it, what's it like being in the middle of, of that? Do you enjoy that? Do you, does it, is it a, I mean, what's it like being at that main desk that all these other people are around? Oh, I'll tell you. Okay. So I got hired three years ago and the office is laid out where there is one main room and they had just done my de- redid my desk. My desk is the best desk in the office, which is pretty sweet. And I don't know how I got into that lucky situation, but it is in the middle of this large room as you walk into the office and every other office is off of that main office, which is mine. Um, we have a youth pastor, a kids pastor, a worship leader and a senior pastor. So they all have their own little offices And I noticed that this happened very commonly where I would be working. And he even actually, when I got hired, part of in my interview, they said, how well do you do with distractions? Because there will be things happen a lot Uh around 
this office because this is where we have to put your desk. I'd, you know, it'd make it easier if it was outside of this area, but this is what we have to work with. So you're inside. And I said, that's awesome. I will be fine. And, um, little did I know what he actually meant was there's a person coming out of the left side and there's a person coming out of the right side <laughs> and they're it's excited. like you're surrounded right there. Yeah. And I'm sitting there working on a Facebook post or, um, on a phone call with somebody and all of a sudden they're talking um, about something they read or something they thought about. It just, they were sitting there thinking or meditating on something and it blew their mind and they're pastors. They grew up, they went to, they went to school, they became ordained. They, um, they have these licenses. They, they went through the typical course of study and then all of a sudden they're still learning things years and years. You know, Pastor Kim, I think he's been in ministry for, I, would, I don't remember how many years, but so Pastor Kim would read something that a rabbi wrote or a, a YouTube video he saw and he'll connect it with something else that he had read earlier. And so of on course, the same thing kind of what we were talking about, like he would connect that yeah. to something. It's not even necessarily a, the Bible or something like that, but it might be a magazine that he reads or a video that he sees. And somehow he connects it to like God connected with parables. He connects it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. They would they would make these connections like I'm sure everybody does at some point, but these people that have read through the Bible and have studied it and then are still making these connections would come out and say this. They would all meet in front of my desk and I would sit there just in my desk. They would all be standing and I'm almost part of this profound discussion that they start bantering off each other. And so, you know, one of them will have this big idea that they came up with, but then another pastor would be like, well, what about this? Now that's added to, and it just becomes this huge mind blowing thing. And, you know, sometimes we've cried, sometimes we've prayed at the end. It's just, and it leads where it needs to lead. And sometimes we just walk away, but it's always been a a training ground. Like there's just been things thrown out there that for some reason, a secretary is thrown in the middle of. That's pretty cool. It's a really unique situation because that might not happen every every place you work as a secretary but it's been it's been pretty crazy <laughs> i can only imagine so you've really enjoyed that obviously i um, have and, but happy life where i want to point something out here and one of the main reasons why i mean there's a couple reasons why i'm doing this interview with you because i think you have a voice and i think you do have a lot of wisdom and love and happy inside you that needs to be shared but one of the reasons why i'm doing this podcast with you right now is what you decided to do with this position that you've literally been put in, this kind of a cubicle thing in the middle of all these offices. You don't even have an office. It's a wide open space, but all these other offices all around you. So you're getting all this real rich content, all this happy content, all this hope content, all this faith content. They're coming out all excited. And so you get all their excitement on, on top of it, right? But instead of hogging it, you've decided to do something with it. And what is that? Tell the happy lifers what you've decided to do with what your thought process was with all that. So what would happen was these big ideas would be presented in front of me and it would go on for about 30 minutes or so. Mm. And then on Sunday, it would be a 10 second snippet from that, that they would kind of insert into their already, like they were already working on a sermon and that's where they kind of came across this. I said, why don't they get the whole thing? Why, why can't we do that? Well, obviously time restrictions and, and scheduling and, and that's just the way services are. And I said, there's so much more to offer in a very intimate environment. There's, there. They're more than just a person that stands up on stage. There's there's some intimacy. There's some there are people. But uh, I decided. I said, well, I'm in the middle of this, and I would really, I think it would benefit people to hear these things and and see these pastors as people and not just someone standing up on a service yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. And I I call that the backside of the pulpit. Is that what you I, call it? I do, and a lot <laughs> of people don't get to see that, but I do. Number one, I've lived it, right? Mm-hmm. But number two, 
um, a lot of these people that they're also my friends, but all these people that are pastors, you don't don't see. We I, I think that we think pastors are a certain way, the same way that we think God is a certain way. So when someone like I show up at a retreat and say, "Hey, guess what? God wants to hang out with you. God wants to have a snowball fight with you," we look at him like, "Are you kidding me? He's God, and are you kidding me? He's a pastor. He's she's a pastor. They're not like me, and and yet they really are." like us. And that's what you found out, right? Oh yeah. They, they are. And they, um, I, t- I decided that the best way to do this and actually the good idea kind of came from Steve-O cause I've been listening to happy life uh, podcast for a long time. And I said, well, I don't know what kind of voice I have, but maybe I could get somebody to put on a podcast. Well, then, of course, Steve-O came to town and completely threw my plans apart and said, it needs to be the <laughs> secretary and it needs to be your voice because he just as he said before. That's funny because you're like, they need to hear about this stuff. But your first thought was someone else needs to do it. I, I was like, how can I administrate this? This right. is my this is my gift. Because I'm an administrator. How, yep. Yeah. I'm not a talker. I'm not a. Yeah. Yep. And then I met with Steve-O. We were having tacos and and he said, well, why can't you do it? The secretary. And I was like. All right, I I think I can do this, <laughs> but and I was very nervous. I knew that you could, but oftentimes we get an idea and then we think it's for somebody else to do. And I think oftentimes God gives us ideas because He wants us to do it. Because Alyssa, you have a heart that's not like anybody else's. You have a brain that doesn't function like other people's functions. We are we are all made unique. And when God puts, sometimes He puts that stuff on us for someone else to do. But oftentimes, I was just real excited about your idea. And then when you said, you know, I'm trying to figure out who to do it. I, I immediately I was like, Alyssa, you need to do that. So anyway, you decided to. I I decided. I said, Pastor, I guess I should do this. And he's like, Yes, do it. <laughs> and that was it. I had to do it after I got I got the kind of the guts from you. Uh, you, you said this would be a, a great concept to to show this back backside of the pulpit. I'm surrounded by very intelligent, very biblically scholared people. The family that you guys have here, the fun that you guys have a lot of fun here. And <laughs> I just wish everyone could see it. That's why I'm so glad that you're going to start a podcast that talks all about all that, because we've got to see, in my opinion, our perception of God is the most important thing that we have. If we think God is disappointed with us or doesn't care about us or forgets about us, then we don't follow him in a certain way. But if we see him as a God who loves to have a snowball fight with us, as a God who loves to reveal himself in the small areas of our life, it changes how we love him and follow him and hang out with him. And and so the fact that you have all this rich content that you get in front of you every day, and then you say, I want to share this. Yeah. And the fun thing is, is I don't have to like study a thing. I just ask questions. I need to know a lot. So this is what I want to know. And then I present it and they have to do all of the work. And now now you get to share it with everybody that that listens to the podcast. And so I've got something I want to ask you. Uh Oh, here we go. I like, like I said, who you are and what you have to offer and this crowd of people that you're around all the time. And I've been a part of those discussions. Okay. And I love how you're sharing that. Would you be open to letting happy life studios host your podcast so that we could also share that with all of our happy lifers and instead of just those on your harvest cast. But would you mind if we take your podcast and we post it under happy life studios? Oh, that would be, that'd be amazing. I would love, oh. I'd love to be an ingrained happy lifer. Dude, you already are number one, first of all, but that would be so great that we could share you with. So we'll pick another day of the week. And when you put out your podcast, I would love to share them on happy life studios and it'll have a different intro to it. And it's called what you it's called the secretary, secretary. the secretary. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cool because you're getting all this information, all this love, all this hope, 
all this happy from all these different people. And now you're the one that's going to orchestrate to share that with other people out there. And that's what we need right now. We need people to share some hope, share some happiness. It doesn't even have to be our own. It can come from somebody else, somewhere else. But when we share it, it changes things and it changes us. And so that makes me super happy. It makes that, me happy too. Wow, that's <laughs> awesome. So happy life where we're going to be birthing another another podcast called The Secretary and we'll have all the stuff in the show notes. So you're part of the family. You've been a part of the family for 11 years, right? Yes. But now it's even becoming more official and I'm proud of you for starting a podcast and for taking what you're getting and sharing it with the rest of us. And we're happy lifers. We're super excited that, that she's going to start sharing all that stuff with us as well. Win-win. Win-win. Right like on. It. Well, thanks for joining us, Alyssa. That is very cool. And uh, this is awesome that I get to be on Happy Life Podcast. Very I'm cool. so excited. Well, the, the, the awesome is all ours. <laughs> the, the joy is all mine. This is this has been great. So thank you very much. Thank you. And also, I will be putting this on the secretary. And I want to thank you for that, for providing the equipment and obviously your time and everything. So thanks for that. And you know yeah. what? Well, don't thanks. thank me. Thank the other Happy Lifers who provided this equipment so I can actually do this when I'm on the road. All so, right. Right on. Happy life and the secretary. That's right. The happy secretary. <laughs> the happy secretary. That's the truth. And we want to keep doing this with Happy Life Studios. That's what we want to do. We want to find people. We want to highlight people because we all have something to offer. And Alyssa, you have so much to offer. And now you're offering what other people have. And that is just so cool. So thanks for coming. Happy lifer. Thanks for listening. Uh, you're amazing. We need you. Keep sharing that love. Keep sharing that happy. And remember, life isn't perfect, but can still be happy. Bum, 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 bum. Make someone happy. Make just one someone happy. And you will be happy too. Remember, life isn't perfect, but it can be happy. The Secretary.